Hello, parents. Just a little note at the top of the podcast today. We do have some Santa spoilers on this episode. So if you're listening in the car with the kiddos or if they're in the room with you, it's probably best to turn this off or put your headphones on. Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Mary Everything, Brittany Bodie, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Sam? I am doing well, hanging in there, just spending my time during lunch breaks, whatever, wrapping presents, taking all of the things out of the secret hiding spots in our house and really just try to prepare for the holidays. How about you? I am very behind. I literally (laughs) just, so we're recording this about a week in advance for our listeners, but just ordered my first round of gifts, which were for Max. So first gifts I've purchased are for Max. I'm normally on top of it. Um, just put up the Christmas tree, haven't even decorated it. So I'm I'm hosting this year, which makes it even worse. Um, I hired a company, actually Blingle, one of the franchises we work with, to come out and do my holiday lights. Um, I needed all hands on deck to get ready to have a house full of people. So it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun. My in-laws are coming. But man, am I not prepared this year. What about you? I feel the same way. I think we talked about this offline and just saying, I usually am the person that has their decorations up the first week of November. The minute we are done with Halloween, I am fully like Thanksgiving is great. It's an awesome meal and a time to get together, but I'm just moving right into the holiday season completely. And so I just finally finished. I got my tree up like four weeks ago. I just finished decorating it and on Monday I said, okay, I have a free hour here. I'm going to take these presents out and start wrapping them. And then the school called and said, um, your son has a fever. Can you come pick your son up from school? So I left a whole pile of presents on the floor and Max came in and was like, ooh, is this football for me? Hey, I love this backpack. This is mine too. (laughs) And now I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So just behind in all aspects. But so you're hosting this year. What else do you guys have planned over kind of the two weeks? It's a weird time with everything falling on weekends this time. Yeah, it is. It's, it is strange. So my um, in-laws come into town and they're staying with us for four days and then they leave and Robbie and I are flying to Mexico. So oh. we we've taken little long weekends here or there, but we haven't been on a vacation vacation in about a year and a half. And we are that's one of the things we live for is travel and vacation. And, you know, we were just putting our nose down and working hard in our business this year. And so we're excited. We're going to Cabo and we hope for warm weather and we'll be there for a week. What about you guys? 
Well, we are not hosting this year. I hosted last year, and so we're having some quiet family time. We're heading down to Chicago next week and just spending some time in the city. Next to New York City, Chicago is like the best place to be at Christmas, in my opinion. Uh, Michigan Avenue, so we'll just do some, some shopping, eating at our favorite restaurant, staying at our favorite hotel, and enjoying time. And then the week after, we are heading to my parents' house in North Dakota, so we'll be enjoying some extreme temperatures of probably negative 10 and beyond, but we'll be spending time at my parents' house, and we haven't been there in like a year and a half, so it'll be a nice time to just get back and see everybody, and my sister will be there, and it, it should just be a really good time. That's great. Yeah, we're going to be in opposite weather. I'll be hopefully in the warm sunshine. You'll be freezing, but it will be a lot of fun to be with your your family. Your parents are great people, so I hope you have a good time. I will. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're I'm ready to put a elf on the shelf to bed permanently. I think it, I think that this is our last year. Max is almost nine, so. I'm just thinking he may not show up next year and he's getting very lazy and uncreative. So hopefully <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the youngest in his friends group too, like out of neighborhood kids, primarily he plays up in sports. So I have to imagine next year he's going to be playing with 10, 11 year olds. They're going to yeah. start making comments. Well, he does right now. So he's playing with fifth graders okay. and fourth graders and he's a third grader. And so, and he plays sports with fourth graders. And so, yes, we are, we're there. And I believe he already knows, but I think he's wise enough to know that maybe, just maybe, if he lets me know that he knows he's not going to get <laughs> any presents or it, the magic ends. So we'll see what happens there. We should have put a warning on this. If you're listening to this with kids in the car, we're, we have some spoilers on the holidays for you guys. So we'll have to put it in our show notes. I don't want anybody to be riding in the car like, oh, here's a clean podcast to listen to. There is no Santa. <laughs> so your mom's the elf. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's great. Um, what, you know, there isn't a Santa, but there's a lot of gifts in the franchise world. One of those gifts that we've been given is our relationship with horsepower brands. And today we have a fantastic brand that they've brought on not that long ago, but is really making a dent in the franchise space. I would love to welcome Don Codway, brand president of iPhone, and Steve Reppert, director of franchise development for iPhone. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having us. Howdy. Well, I, I was in the waiting room, and I, I'd like to say that I am traumatized. I had no idea <laughs> that elf did not move by its own magic crystals. Um, but there is good news, I guess. The iPhone gnome is real. Oh, you know, at least yeah, there, at least there is some some real fun characters out there. So we're sorry to ruin it for you, but at least you've got another great mascot in your office. It does. He doesn't make. He doesn't bring any Christmas presents, but it does make your house pretty comfy. Yeah, comfy and cozy. Anyway. Well, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Um, we kick off every episode with just a little get to know you. So, Steve, why don't we start with you? Why don't you walk us through your background in franchising? Um, well, it all started in a one-room schoolhouse. Um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll touch a faster version, but uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't know where a lot of people start, but I guess mine, it was just kind of a opportunity that came up. I was in college and I actually worked at a retail nutrition store because that seemed like kind of the, the cool thing to do. And I, at that time when fitness was, was really fun. Um, and they actually started franchising while I was in school. So, uh, you know, things just kind of lined up where it was like, great, I'm going to get out of Nebraska. I'm going to do something new. Um, I guess in franchising speak, I would have been a pioneering franchisee and an emerging brand, um, which was a lot of fun, but it also meant they really didn't have a lot of structure or support at that time. Um, but it was very successful. Grew from, grew from a my original location in Michigan, uh, eventually built more in Virginia and kind of ran a whole gambit of stuff. Uh, had a lot of cool experiences, had the opportunity at one point in time to acquire a failing location that somebody else had ran for about three years. Uh, I think it was 34 months exactly. And they hadn't even ever cash flowed that location. Um, and, you know, there's not a secret. This really isn't myself or anybody else who was working with me on my team at that point. He's got to go out there and do it. We, we cash flowed that location in 45 days and we grew up by, I think, 200% in the first 365. So, I mean, a lot of it's just got there and execute. To be in franchising at such a young age is so unique. A lot of people fall into it later on in life. And to have the guts to say, yeah, I can be a business owner right out of college. It's pretty cool. And congratulations on having some success. I'm sure that resonates with clients as you take them through the process. So thanks for sharing your story. What about you, Don? Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so mine's not nearly as fun as, as Steve's there. I didn't join the franchising space when I was 14 years old or anything like that. Um, my path was <clears throat> very similar, not not as linear, right? So I spent a lot of time earlier in my career in corporate America um, working with um, private equity uh, specifically. And, and there was one particular private equity company that was backing a uh, emerging brand here in Omaha. Uh, Omaha is a a hot market for franchisors. Uh, they were looking for a CFO to come in to fill out their executive team. And um, I fit what they were looking for, uh, just a few units into this brand. And over the course of six and a half years, uh, we're able to successfully grow it to a couple hundred uh, units um, that were in six or seven countries. And we we led them on to, um, you know, a, another successful exit of that investment um, at you know a couple hundred million top line revenue. So it was my first uh, stint into franchising and and really haven't been able to leave it ever since. It is like a vortex. Once you're in your family and you're not going to leave. So Steve, speaking of family, you are part of the Complete Nutrition family. That's how I knew you from a long, long time ago, which was really a bunch of frat bros that got franchises and it turned out pretty darn well for almost everybody, I would say, in that original group. So iFoam is a completely different concept from where you started in franchising. What drew you to represent this particular brand and what services do they offer? What is iFoam? Ooh, well, there's 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 two different things to unpack in there. There's there's what is iPhone and, and kind of what drew me here. Uh, you know, iPhone in the simplest explanation is exactly that. It is a full service insulation company. 
all of all of the things that you absolutely lust for, um, like a new car or a new watch or, or that new thing you're asking <laughs> for from Santa Claus. Um, but uh, to me, when I kind of look at this business and and things that I always kind of like to look at for anybody who's kind of in this process is kind of scrub a business down to kind of the widget. What what space does it operate within? What what's its working hours? What is the expectation around uh, competition? Um, what's the forecast for that marketplace? Uh, you know, I mean, things that are really attractive to me now, having been in retail, you know, is, is businesses that maybe don't drive so much revenue on Sundays. Uh, you know, Sundays are very important in retail, but it is really hard to staff, doesn't staff people on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so you end up doing a lot of that if you own retail. So businesses outside of that space, I, I personally like a lot better. Um, but then on top of it, it's just, you know, what's the real value that's created? So I like businesses that have some barriers to entry created by, you know, equipment that creates some gaps within there. There might be a little bit of a technical aspect to it. And that's where a franchisor coming in with support. I really love essential businesses, especially now as we think about needs that things want. But far more than that, this is the energy industry. And when you think about what's really important today, it's whether it's consumers like myself, like if I'm buying a car today, you know, my top criteria used to be make, model and color, whereas now it's ongoing fuel costs. And whether you want to call it climate change, global warming or energy independence, whatever side of the aisle, it honestly really doesn't matter. Energy prices rise by about 5% per year. And we're only going to continue to see drivers around efficiencies in home insulation, commercial insulation, every other segment within there. So having an industry that has so many important drivers, that's exciting. I think when you talk about something like insulation or home services in general, it's not the sexiest thing. People think franchising, they think food, they think fitness, they think beauty. And Sam and I think service brands are some of the sexiest opportunities to invest in. We love what you guys are building at Horsepower. We love service-based concepts because of all of the special elements that you just shared. And so, Don, it is an industry that there are other players in, right? We're not reinventing something brand new. Insulation has been in buildings for quite some time. So help us understand what sets iPhone apart from the mom and pops and there's not a lot of franchise competition. There's a couple of brands, but what are the differentiators? Yeah, I mean, for me, not coming from the insulation industry, that was actually the most appealing thing to me for iPhone. Uh, you mentioned mom and pops. That's what, you know, my early research into the industry, that's what I saw, right? That got me, you know, pretty excited about it because when we looked deeper into how they operate, you know, the equipment they're operating with, the training that they're putting together, that they're launching into these markets, uh, we saw a lot of opportunity. And so, you know, the first thing was really, you know, determining what we wanted iPhone's competitive advantages to be. Right. I mean, that's usually the first step before we take this thing um, to market. And um, this is probably and quite frankly, one of the easier ones that I've done as I went through this process. And it's partially because of the industry. So the first step was, you know, you look at our business model. You guys have been talking about it with horsepower sitting at the top. You know, we have a unique business model um, to have, you know, the locally owned um, entrepreneur, but nationally backed 
um, with all of the support services. And that is a huge competitive advantage for, for iPhone, given who's playing in the space. But then you take it one step further and you look at our superior equipment. So the process that we went through was very meticulous, is very intentional. Um, it was a several month process before we had the vehicles and the equipment that we were gonna operate with. Part of it was studying what's being used out there, right? Um, and and what, what we wanted to be as a brand, and we thought that was an e easy differentiator for us um, based upon our competition. And then lastly is then pairing that equipment to world-class training. That's another thing that we saw lacking in the industry is that we see, you know, applications that have a standardized way that it should be done, but yet it was being done so many different ways. And so that was largely about us making the investments into the appropriate people as we build our infrastructure here at iPhone. Um, but then it's also partnering um, with best in class folks that we have, whether it's our equipment, whether it's our manufacturer partners or distributors. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of a real relatively easy process to identify, certainly much harder to continue, right, to build it out, but uh, it was, it made itself known pretty quickly in the process. The amount of research that you guys put into building these businesses and creating these franchise systems around businesses that are smaller when Horsepower acquires them or takes them on is really something magical because a lot of times franchisors are coming from that space. So they are a man with a van with very small plan. And a lot of times as they scale, it can be very, very challenging for them to identify what's needed, how to pivot, all of those different things. And I think Brittany and I working on the other side previously, that was always one of our concerns when we were vetting brands to represent was, what's the leadership team like? Do they have a vision? Are they able to execute on that? There's no lack of vision or support at Horsepower. If I ever have a client tell me, I just don't know what they're going to do for me, I, I would check their pulse because you guys are first in class in support. So Steve, if you could just run through what you offer from marketing to the call center, all of the different things that Horsepower is offering franchisees. Um, so having, having been in the franchisee seat, uh, this is this is a lot of fun to talk about because I, I think early on in the process of thinking about wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to wanting to start a franchise business, you'll you'll really focus on. I don't want to tell somebody something's the wrong thing, but they'll, they'll probably focus on the wrong thing. Like obviously, whatever business you get into, it's got to meet the financial objectives. But one of the things that uh, that is so important is you're you're marrying into a franchise system. So you want to make sure that 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 culture, that experience, honestly, that they have the capital to execute and to support a system. Um, a franchisor is in trouble if they don't have the capital to reinvest into that infrastructure. And also, if they don't have the ability to reinvent themselves with new ideas every few years, um, because marketing will change, the industry will change slightly. These can be minor tasks, but having a team um, around horsepower, like it's really exciting just because they've had so much experience within there, but also that they are aware of the things that they don't know and they have the tenacity to continue to reinvest in those areas and execute at a high level. So it's a lot of fun to talk about the fact that we've we've acquired a digital marketing firm and within the marketing side, you know, there's there's multiple layers to marketing, but they heavily invest on having the support of a call center. Um, 
truthfully, a lot of times in home services, just answering the phone call, booking the appointment and showing up on time makes you a good competitor. Um, that's one of the things that I love about these industries is there's that amount of fragmentation, you know, in, a, in, a, in the industry. Um, you know, the next areas, uh, you know, these things are, I think, pretty unique to us. I hope hopefully other franchisors are adding them too, but we've put a big focus around recruiting. Um, we've actually added an entire recruiting vertical. Uh, sometimes franchise candidates come in and they've had a ton of experience there. Sometimes they have, they, they know how to run an organization, but they don't know how to find people. Um, so we've added the resources there to help find people um, for franchisees to help them in that area. Um, and then training. Uh, this is a brand that I'm so excited when people come through the process of working with me for them to come to Discovery Day, because I know for a fact they'll be impressed with the operations team and iPhone and the support that they'll get both when they initially start as they launch their business and ongoing. Um, and that's so key. That's that's what you want from a franchisor. The support is so important. I mean, that is why you buy into a franchise system because you have systems, you have support. And I mean, your discovery days are incredible. You bring all candidates across all brands in and you go all in on showing them everything that you have to offer. I mean, I love when I get to visit Omaha and spend time with the team and you can just feel how passionate they are about what they're doing. And Sam mentioned when she was asking you about support, she mentioned things about vision and the future. So Don, tell us a little bit more about the mission at iPhone and what the vision for the future is with this specific brand at Horsepower. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I look at, again, starting at the industry level, it's a, it's a $10 billion industry in the U S right. Globally, it's obviously much greater than that, but you know, the U.S. is leading the charge on a lot of the, you know, efficiency, um, you know, efficiency elements that, you know, with manufacturers, they're testing a lot of it out in the U.S. here first, right? And so we look at um, the insulation industry, which our competitors, you know, they tend to focus on maybe it's the retro side or the residential, or maybe they focus on the commercial side. We feel there's an opportunity and we and we're tackling and, and creating playbooks for really three different verticals that gives an opportunity for an entrepreneur to come in and own a business, not just in the residential retro space, right? Which is very important. And that's where a lot of, you know, as you mentioned before, the mom and pops are playing in partially because of the resources and their ability to scale. But the next element that leaves a whole other market in the new home builder segment, right? And we're seeing that's more codes are getting passed across the, the states that are calling for spray foam, for example, right? And we want to be at the forefront of that. Again, pairing those competitive advantages of our business model to our equipment, to our training. We think we're ripe and, and we'll be able to be a, a best in class uh, insulator for our home builders. But then that's also then ignoring the commercial space, right? Commercial space probably has more upside in a lot of ways than both of the other. Uh, and, and we've had some early successes playing uh, in the commercial space as well. And what we want to do with iPhone is take, you know, the, the typical insulation contractor, the one that's focused primarily just on residential. And we want to give and put together a business model that allows an entrepreneur to come in and scale this thing um, well beyond just the, the residential space. And we think, again, as Steve mentioned, uh, the business model and the team that we're putting together here at iFoam and our partners will definitely allow our entrepreneurs to do that. 
it's really exciting to talk about. And I, I follow you guys on social media. And so I see some of the things that are happening. I see that you guys are in Lincoln at the stadium there and doing all of these amazing things in your first few years of franchising, which is really exciting for franchisees to see. And if you're building a first-in-class business and you really are setting yourselves apart, the only way to continue that is with first-class franchisees. So Steve, as you're bringing people through the process, who's the ideal franchisee to help iFoam achieve these goals and their vision for the future? So I always like to kind of get practical here. There's Nobody is going to love your business more than the business owner themselves. Um, but in order to truly actually own a business instead of just buy a job, you have to be able to focus on scaling the opportunity. Um, and that, what that really takes, a lot of people actually have that skill set, whether they've done it before or not. Um, but I think it takes an opt optimistic personality first and foremost. Um, you're not going to wish your way to success. You have to constantly be looking for ways to improve. Um, you have to have an entrepreneur mindset and, you know, really, I think, uh, I think an ability to, an ability to execute within your marketplace, um, whether that's on the sales side, the operation side, every business is going to have both of those verticals. And I think it, it comes down to being focused on how am I going to build a team and help them foster growth within the business and support them. And when you invest in those things, like that's what makes a great franchisee. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about ice cream, burgers, fitness, or insulation. Like that's that's what you need to bring. I think that people assume that business ownership is going to be the exact same thing as having a corporate job. And you take so many learnings from corporate America, how to lead people, how to manage financials, how to run sales and marketing. But there's some of the intangibles that we call it anyways, that you have to have, you have to have some of that grit. You have to have some of the perseverance. There's so many things that you have to have as a business owner, because we all have been them and, and it's hard. There's great days, there's scary days. So you have to have some of those special things that you've shared. And so I want to talk a little bit about advice you know, you have each had a lot of success throughout your careers, and I have to imagine throughout your lives, you've received great advice. So Don, why don't I start with you? Tell us the best piece of advice that you've ever received. Yeah, I would say the best piece of advice, um, one in which I didn't take earlier in my career, which is probably why the advice was given to me in the first part, but um, it was, you know, transparency, be transparent. Right. I mean, you know, there's this propensity for us all, um, whether it's, you know, as a franchisor, as we're working with our franchisees or as business owners on the other side to think we have all the answers. And, and sometimes, you know, as we're working through and we're building, you know, trust and relationships, especially in, in franchising, it's, it's very important that you get off on the right foot at the very beginning. Right. So if you don't know the answer, say, I don't know the answer. Right. Most people are looking for and, and they care more about your ability to get the answer. Right. The work that it takes to get the right answer, as opposed to saying, you know, everything, because we all know that's not the case. Right. And so I, I think transparency has probably been my best advice. I love that. Yeah. No one's ever going to know all the answer. They want to know that you care enough to go figure it out, even if you don't have the right. immediate answer right then and there. 
What about for you, Steve? What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, there's so many. I, I genuinely can say that I've had the, the pleasure of spending my time focused early on and realizing that being the smartest person in the room is a disservice to yourself. So constantly being around people who know more than me in a certain thing where I can ask questions and learn more. Uh, so that precedent alone. Uh, but the next thing would be, uh, you know, be hags, set, set big, hairy, audacious goals and take action. Nobody's, this isn't a Disney movie. You're not going to wish your way into success. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I'd like to be a business owner. And that's all you ever do. You're, you're going to be doing that five years from now, you know, get, get connected and, and start exploring there and start figuring out and start taking action. If you already own a business, start taking action. There's always a solution to every single problem. You just have to tenaciously work towards it. This isn't a Disney movie. You guys are really crushing dreams left, right, and sideways all day today, aren't we? There, and there's nothing that a lot of tenacity can't handle. I really do think grit is probably one of the most important characteristics of any business owner. So we've talked a lot about iPhone, your experiences, horsepower brands. I would love to know, and, and Don, I'll start with you. What is your personal and compelling reason for being in the franchise industry? Yeah, you know, I thought a lot about this, right? Because my, my wife asked me the same question all the time, right? I'm getting, you know, calls at all hours of the evenings from franchise owners. She's like, listen, you've had a lot of other roles you've been in that doesn't require this level of of, of support and, and, and all of that, right? And so as I kind of thought about it, you know, further, it comes back to really what I believe is the core and what franchising is to begin with, and that's value add, right? I have a great appreciation for entrepreneurs and those that, you know, do what Steve's talking about, which is to kind of step out and actually, you know, become a business owner. And, and then uh, I'm in charge of and tasked with a very tall responsibility of putting the support in place that adds value to them. I always tell every owner that, that, you know, comes to not just, you know, with horsepower and that look at iPhone, but even in prior franchising, as they come and they're looking and they're getting to the very end and they think they have all the answers, you know, I always say as they're kind of on the fence, it comes back to value add, right? If, if you go through this process and you come to Omaha, for example, and you look at everything that we have to, to provide you as support for iPhone and, and you're not sure, I say you're probably, this probably isn't the fit for you. Um, I have a strong confidence level in building value add for, for entrepreneurs. And, and, and that's why, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm brought into franchising. You certainly are a value add. You know, I've heard very positive things from the team working with you and that's in being able to bring that to so many people. It really can be life changing from the support side for a franchisee just to feel heard and just to feel that somebody is there working tirelessly and transparently for them. So that is that's a great answer. Steve, good luck following that up. What is your personal compelling reason for being in franchising? Hmm. Building something is incredibly rewarding. Uh, you know, I think a, a lot of reasons why people do this is because they want to, they want to take control. They want to, they want to own their own time. Uh, you know, some people want to, some people want to leave a legacy. Uh, some people want to, want to greatly magnify their net worth and, and business ownership is, is really the pathway to do so. Um, but 
you know, one thing I one thing I like to compare it to, to kind of, as a kind of a visual aid is is it's a lot like having kids, uh, honestly. So, um, and actually, just just a few minutes before this podcast, my wife sent me a picture of of my daughter who just had her fifth birthday. And uh, it was a picture of like her first Christmas and she was standing there with a doll and it was incredibly emotional. Right. So I want to I want to caveat that because when you start a business, you know, it's, it's not going to be successful by accident. Got to have the support, got to have a plan, got to go out there and execute. Um, but there's the there's the flip side too. you know, operate with intent. If your goal is to build scale and sell something, but you can't do that with kids. Uh, some days maybe I would want to, but not very many. Uh, but you sure can do it with a business. Uh, so if you want to build something incredible, you want to grow, whether that's stack multiple businesses on top of each other, or that's create an opportunity where you can push really hard for a period of time and, and create a wonderful exit and maybe buy a house in Montana and one in Florida and just fish year around. I don't know. Maybe I thought of that before. <laughs> that's very specific, Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. That is so great, you guys. And you guys are building something special right now. And I'm just so excited for you and all the franchisees that you're placing. And just want to say thank you guys so much for taking an hour out of your day to come on our podcast with us and, and educate folks that are listening to this. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. We'll karaoke next time. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll embarrass everyone. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate your time. See y'all. Thanks. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.